Yes, she calls me her lover. Well, and a beggar too. Ain't you sorry, little girl, that my new little girl ain't you? You are listening to the Jazz Focus, and we are here on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Thank you for joining us again. This is your host, John Clark, and today we're going to be listening to some of the recordings made by the last great Kansas City big band. Kansas City had a long tradition of uh, jazz bands, big bands, dance bands, especially in the African-American community from the late 1910s up through the early 1940s, and of course the best known was led by Count Basie. Uh, That band grew out of the earlier group led by Benny Moten. He also had groups led by Georgie Lee, Jesse Stone, Walter Page. They toured all around the Southwest and the Southern Midwest and uh, carried the gospel of Kansas City jazz, which was mostly blues-based and riff-based dance music all around that area. Uh, The last band, as I said, uh, came out in about 1940 or so, and it was uh, very much on the heels of the Count Basie band and stylistically beholden to them to a certain degree, and it was led by a piano player from Oklahoma named Jay McShann. Jay McShann was born in two th- or 1916. Uh, he found himself, by the age of about 20 or so, in Kansas City, which was a, a, a very fertile uh, scene for jazz musicians. The earlier part of the uh, 30s and the 20s were uh, largely dependent on the mob, led by Tom Prendergast and the various speakeasies and so forth that operated in the city that uh, were very congenial hosts to musicians, as it turned out. Uh, this was after repeal, so these bands were touring a little bit more, and Jay McShann had a band of younger African-American musicians who were uh, cutting edge in their own way, and most notably among his person was Charlie Parker on alto sax. And Charlie Parker, of course, uh, became one of the founding members of the Bebop School. So we're going to start out, we actually did start out, I should say, with two tunes uh, from their first recording session, Swing Matism and uh, Hootie Blues, both of which were credited to Jay McShann, who takes the piano solos on there. He was a, a, a very effective piano soloist uh, who was outshone by Charlie Parker and his own band, but his career uh, went considerably further than Charlie Parker's, and uh, his uh, playing was uh, constantly evolving, but always stayed true to the blues roots that he demonstrated here. So the first tune, Swingmatism, was kind of a blues. It was a 16-bar tune. It was really a 12-bar blues with four bars of a diminished chord inserted between the uh, first eight and the last four and featured superb solos by uh, McShann and Charlie Parker. These became uh, solos that the younger jazz musicians started emulating and Charlie Parker's solos throughout these recordings we're going to hear today were collected by younger musicians who gravitated to the bebop period or the bebop era I should say. So in this band, the personnel, uh, we have... uh, 
not too many really well-known players, but uh, ones who were very well thought of in Kansas City. We have in the trumpet section Harold Bruce, Orville Minor, whose nickname was Piggy, and Bernard Anderson. Uh... They uh, constituted a pretty good trio. Minor took a lot of the solos. Bernard Anderson took the uh, trumpet obligato behind the vocal on Hootie Blues. And the vocal, I should mention, was by Walter Brown, who was one of the drawing cards of this band. He was a, a, a singer who uh, was featured on many of the recordings and the small group recordings as well. These were all done for DECA uh, at the time, and this first session was done in Dallas in 1941 on April 30th. In the trombone section, we have Joe Baird. He was the only trombone player for the first uh, session. John Jackson played lead alto sax, and we'll hear him do a solo or two coming up. Charlie Parker played most of the other alto solos. On tenor, we had Bob Maybane and Harry Ferguson, neither one of whom was known as a soloist, so we're not going to hear too many tenor solos for the first part of the program. Jay McShann was on piano, Gene Ramey on bass, and Gus Johnson on drums. And as I said, Walter Brown on the vocal on Hootie Blues. So now we're going to jump to the last session, actually, that McShann did for DECA with his band. And this is uh, from December 1st of 1943. In the intervening three years, they had toured around quite a bit, played a lot of live dates. So we have some live broadcast recordings that we're going to be hearing coming up, and uh, had made their presence known in New York. Uh, and that's where this recording session was done, on December 1st of 1943. And the band in this case consists of Bob Merrill on trumpet, who also takes the vocal on Wrong Neighborhood, which we'll be hearing, Dave Mitchell, Jesse Jones, and Willie Cook on trumpets, Alonzo Pettiford from the Pettiford family, uh, Alfonso uh, Fook and Rudy Morrison on trombones, John Jackson was playing lead alto still, Charlie Parker left the band by this point, and we have Rudolph Dennis on alto sax, but John Jackson plays the solos. On tenors, we have Paul Quinichette, uh, known as Vice Prez because of his affinity and uh, uh, similarity to the approach of Lester Young, and Bill Goodson on tenor saxes, Ray Brawley on baritone sax, Jay McShann on piano, Gene Ramey on bass, and Don Graves on drums. We'll also hear a vocal by Walter Brown on hometown blues. So a more conventional-sized big band, uh, but a more uh, forward-looking one, I think you'd have to say. We'll hear some interesting sounds, uh, some of which uh, were arranged by Arthur Skip Hall, who also occasionally played piano, although McShann is on these tracks. So we're going to hear three tunes from that date, actually the three tunes. We're going to hear Wrong Neighborhood, which as I said features a vocal by Bob Merrill, uh, Say Forward, I'll March, kind of a progressive big band arrangement, and then the Hometown Blues, which was another feature for Walter Brown. For the last tune of the set, we're going to jump up a little bit further to March of 1944 and a broadcast done for the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is uh, one of the famous AFRS transcriptions. Uh, they're Jubilee shows, which were done during World War II and aimed at uh, uh, military personnel. And these were often featuring some of the great big bands and jazz players of the day, and it's very, very fortunate that we have uh, transcriptions of these programs because of some outstanding playing. And we're going to hear, uh, as the final tune in the set, a version of Sweet Georgia Brown, which will be a feature for a tenor player named John Sparrow, and it'll be an interesting uh, tour de force for him. So I'll tell you more about the personnel of that band a little bit later once we get to the next break. So those are our tunes for this set. Uh, Dexter Blues, to begin with, from the first session, then from the last session, three years later, almost, Wrong Neighborhood, Say Forward, I'll March, and Hometown Blues, and then that transcription version of Sweet Georgia Brown, all done by Jay McShann and his orchestra. <laughs> ¶¶ 
from window looking out on the avenue Yes, I was standing my front window looking out on the avenue Yes, I saw a woman doing wrong Ooh, baby, I swear it looked like you Don't let me catch you, baby Mama, please don't let me catch you in your seat Yes, I said, don't let me catch you, baby Ooh, baby, please don't let me catch you in your seat Oh, if I catch you, baby, ooh, ooh, I swear that'll be your end. Well, I talk to you, baby, mama, I swear it do no good. Yes, I talk to you, baby, but I swear it does no good. Cause you got a bad habit, baby, of hanging out in the wrong neighborhood. I'm gonna leave you, baby, until you learn the things that you should. Yes, I'm gonna leave you, baby, until you learn the things that you should. Until you learn, baby, you to stay out of the wrong neighborhood. <laughs>
place way out in the west. Yes, I'm thinking about my hometown. Little place way out in the west. Some folks call it a hick town, but I rate it with the best. I left home for the big town. It ain't been so long ago. I left home for the big town. It ain't been so long ago. But there's nothing in a big town that my small town friends don't know. We have sessions in my hometown that will make you jump and shout. We have sessions in my hometown that will make you jump and shout. Well, the bird is a boss cat. Do you dig what I'm talking about? Well, life is what you make it. I've heard so many say. Yeah, life is what you make it. I've heard so many say. I'm going back to my hometown. Live life in my own way.
rousing performance featuring John Sparrow on tenor sax, and uh, that was from the AFRS Jubilee show, as I mentioned, sometime in March of 1944. The Jay McShane Orchestra, uh, I believe those were done on the West Coast, most of them anyway. The band in this case was Bob Merrill on trumpet, along with G.P. Rickman and Jesse Jones on trumpets, um, Nat Clayton and Al Morgan on trombones, John Jackson and Rudolph Dennis on altos, Paul Quinichette and John Sparrow on tenors, and in the rhythm section, uh, Jay McShann, although Ty, uh, Bradbury Taylor played second piano and may have played in the rhythm section at that point, uh, Gene Ramey on bass, James Skinner on drums, and that, uh, as I said, was a big feature for John Sparrow. We're going to hear two more tunes from that date later in the next set coming up. So we started out with the Dexter Blues, dedicated to jazz journalist Dave Dexter. We heard an alto solo by John Jackson in that case. This was from the first uh, session that was done in 1941 for Decca, done in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we also heard Orville Minor, known as Piggy, Piggy Minor, on trumpet. And uh, good muted trumpet solo in there. Then we went to that final session uh, for Decca in 1943, and we heard the three tunes there. We heard Wrong Neighborhood, featuring Bob Merrill on the vocal, along with a Paul Quinichet tenor solo, then Say Forward, I'll March, good uh, uh, big band performance from the late big band period, or the middle late big band period, I guess. We heard Bob Maybane on tenor sax on the first solo, Paul Quinichet a little bit later, and I believe we heard Jesse Jones on trumpet on that one. Then we finished up with the last tune from that set, the Hometown Blues, also from 1943. That featured a Bob Merrill trumpet solo, uh, and also Walter Brown on vocal. Some interesting uh, uh, dynamics in this band. There were actually three male singers, Walter Brown, Bob Merrill, and Al Hibbler, who was better known for his efforts with uh, Duke Ellington, but uh, all, all men and no women singers in this particular band. So kind of interesting how the Jay McShann band uh, evolved. If he had come along a little bit earlier, if the band big band period had gone on a little bit later, he probably would have been much better known. It was a really superb band playing great arrangements, uh, well-versed in the blues and the Southwest uh, uh, jazz lexicon, but uh, capable of playing much more uh, involved music as well, and definitely with Charlie Parker, especially looking forward to the bebop era. So we're going to go to some live recordings on the next set. We're going to start out with two that were... Um, Captured uh, live from the Savoy Ballroom in New York in 1942, February 13th of 1942. We're going to hear the St. Louis Mood, which is a Jay McShann tune. This is uh, one that ends kind of abruptly. Uh, the tape ran out apparently when they were recording this. And then we're going to go to, of all things, the old 1910s tune, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, which was a waltz, although here it is definitely not a waltz. It's a very 4-4 performance. Uh, which features, both of these actually feature Charlie Parker playing long alto solos. Time was not an element on these because they weren't uh, trying to fit it into a 78 RPM, uh, so sometimes the solos were extended. In fact, there are versions of Hootie Blues and uh, Swingmatism on this date that have multiple choruses solos for Charlie Parker and the others as well. So in this band, we're going to hear... Uh, more like the first band, Buddy Anderson, Bob Merrill, and Orville Minor on trumpets, uh, Lawrence Anderson and Joe Taswell, or Taswell Baird, I should say, on trombone. He was known as Joe Baird, but uh, in the bebop period, they called him Taswell, Charlie Parker and John Jackson on altos, Fred Culliver and Bob Maybane on tenors, uh, James Coe on baritone sax, slightly bigger band here. Um, Jay McShane, of course, on piano. Leonard Enois, Lucky Enois, sometimes known as, on guitar. Gene Ramey on bass. And Harold West on drums. No vocals on these two tunes. 
Then we're going to do two tunes from that AFRS session I mentioned earlier from March of 1944. We're going to hear uh, a good jazz tune called Bottle It with an excellent arrangement and performance, probably by Jay McShann. Uh, and then uh, one of their signature tunes, or one of Jay McShann's signature tunes, Jump the Blues, which was recorded on a DECA session, but this is uh, more lively and longer. And uh, this is a tune that uh, I think I played on a podcast devoted to uh, Phil Woods and the big bands. And Phil Woods recorded with Jay McShann in the 1980s. They recreated some of these tracks with a big band, and Jump the Blues was one of them. And we'll hear some longer solos on that. So that's our set. These are somewhat longer tracks, only four here. St. Louis Mood, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, Bottle It, and Jump the Blues, all with Jay McShann and his orchestra. Bill Abernathy speaking on behalf of the Blue Network, inviting you now to listen to a brand new dance orchestra. First time on the Blue Network, and it comes to you direct from the Savoy Ballroom, one of America's most famous dancing places way up in Harlem in New York City. The name of the leader and the owner and director of the band is Jay McShann. Jay is going to offer for his first tune tonight, St. Louis Mood. All right, Jay, you're on the air for the first time. Let's go. Thank you. 
to do one of our favorite tunes for you. It's called Jump the Blues.
very fiery playing by the Jay McShann Orchestra from 1940 and 44. We started out with that broadcast from the Savoy Ballroom, the home of Happy Feet in Harlem, and that featured Charlie Parker on those two tunes. We heard the St. Louis Mood and I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, uh, not a, a, a fast version of that, but a very laid-back, danceable version with a superb Charlie Parker solo in there. We also heard, I believe, um, uh, Orville Minor on trumpet in there as well. It's a little hard to tell who the trumpet player is. And, of course, we hear Jay McShann on piano. Some very good uh, playing all around in there. And a really, really fine band that, as I said, if the... Uh, war and the uh, strike, the Musicians Union strike hadn't intervened, it's possible that the McShann Band would be a lot better known today. Then we went on to two really storming titles from 1944 on the AFRS Jubilee program. We heard Bottle It, which featured some very good Paul Quinichette on tenor sax, and Jump the Blues, a faster version than they did for the studio for DECA a couple of years earlier. And this featured John Jackson on alto sax, quoting the Charlie Parker solo, um, along with... Um, uh, Paul Quinichette again on tenor sax, and on trumpet I'm not sure, it could have been a trumpet uh, trade between two of them, but hard to tell. I think it was probably Bob Merrill or Jesse Jones on trumpet there, both good swing era type players with a little bit of leaning towards the bebop era as well. So that was our uh, live uh, program for Jay McShannon and his orchestra. So we're going to go back for the last two tunes to the DECA sessions. And this is a, uh, um, a session that happened right before Charlie Parker left the band. This was done in July, July 2nd of 1942, again in New York, and features the earlier band with Bob Merrill, um, uh, Orville Minor, and Bernard, a.k.a. Buddy Anderson, I've called them both on this, on trumpets, along with Lawrence Anderson and Taswell Baird on trombone, Charlie Parker and John Jackson on altos, um, uh, Freddie Culliver and uh, Bob Maybane on tenor saxes, uh, Harold West is on drums with Gene Ramey on bass and Jay McShann on uh, piano. And uh, we're going to hear the Lonely Boy Blues. This was a slow blow, slow blues tune that uh, features, again, Walter Brown. We're going to hear a melody chorus up front by John Jackson on alto sax, followed by a solo by Charlie Parker. An interesting contrast there. On the live version uh, that we didn't play, uh, it was all taken by John Jackson. You can really tell the difference in phrasing and sound there. So that'll be the Lonely Boy Blues, and that's credited to Walter Brown and Jay McShann. Then we're going to finish up with one of the best tunes this band did, the Sepian Bounce, composed by Jay McShann and Archie Hall. Skip Hall, as I mentioned, he was an arranger with this band, and that features one of the greatest of the Charlie Parker solos with the Jay McShann Orchestra. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark. This is the Jazz Focus. We are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, and we've been listening to Charlie Parker featured with the Jay McShann Orchestra from 1940 through 1943. So thank you very much, and tune in again next week.
Oh, 